0: its odds and end zones a podcast feature of milehighreport.com from props to parlays to totals and spreads it's time to sweat it out here are your hosts Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati
1: Adam we're kicking off the show with see what I did there I do I just have a kicker yeah I, I mean you know, I was like
0: yippee when they got a kicker. See what I did there? I, I did. So they they signed a guy who um, before before we get too far into it, they signed a guy who got the yips in the playoffs, and now everybody's freaking out about it, right? So Brett, is it? How does he pronounce? Is it mayor Mah Mahar Mahar
1: Maher? Brett Maher
0: Mah Maher. What, what? If that's the hardest name we pronounce today, I'll be shocked. Is that a preview? I, That's the, a teaser. The little teaser there? I like it.
1: Yeah, I and I get it. People are freaking out about him getting the yips in the playoffs. But before that, he was one of the most consistent kickers in the league. And he has a hell of a leg. Peyton's going to be able to use that. He's more consistent and better than Brandon McManus. So they have a kicker. We can move on. Yeah,
0: I think it's uh, it's time for us to stop worrying about it. Uh, I imagine it will be fine. And if it's not, then uh, OK, I <laughs> we're, we're still I, I also feel like we're still at that point where eh, you got to show me. Right. I got to see it. I, I can't. We I, There was a whole conversation in Slack, the MHR Slack, about hype and excitement and, and pretty much to a to a person uh, it was the same sentiment that we have been sort of banting about this whole off season. I'll get excited when they start winning games. It's the same thing, and I I, I do think that signing a kicker like Maher, uh, Maher, Maher you, however you want to say his name, uh, I I think he gives the Broncos a better chance to win than what McManus did. Um, got a bigger leg, more accuracy. I'm fine with that. If the Yips come back and we and they we we experience the struggles of that as fans. I'm sure we'll pile on, but the Broncos will do what they have to do. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That's that's kind of the last little preview thing we had to do for
1: training camp, too, which starts on Friday. And two things happened that we talked about on last week's show. If you haven't listened to it, check it out wherever you get your podcasts. But I also talked about how we're going to have to talk about the NFL gambling policy. I didn't realize that it was going to hit so close to home when I said it last week, but here we are. The Denver Broncos have been impacted by the NFL gambling policy.
0: Yeah, uh, so for those of you who are listening to this and don't know, uh, you must have been under a rock, but uh, for just for the sake of saying it, uh, the Broncos' second-year uh, defensive lineman, Enyoma Awu... Uwazurike gosh darn it I really wanted to get that right and Yoma Uwazurike uh was popped for gambling he bet on football games he bet on the NFL and the policy uh is bye-bye we'll see you next year you can apply for reinstatement a year from the suspension and so he can uh, apply for reinstatement to the NFL on July 24th of 2024 um that's a that's an interesting spot to be in for a young football player, and uh, th- the thing that stands out that that should stand out to many of us is the way that Sean Payton approached it and what he had to say about it. The fact that he believes essentially that this is garbage, and he spoke to USA Today, He did a, an interview with them. Uh, just I believe it was just today, Jared Bell. Uh, yeah, yep, it was today was with Tuesday. Jared Bell on Tuesday, the twenty fifth of July where he essentially said, shame on us. And he was talking about the NFL and the, and the gambling policy for a, a number of reasons. One of which is that it's so uh, convoluted in his words and difficult to understand. Now, what I will say about that, and he even says it in, in this interview, if you play in the NFL, you don't bet on NFL games, whether you're with the team or not. That's pretty straightforward. I don't think that is something that these young men should misconstrue there's no confusion there just like if you play major league baseball you don't bet on baseball if you play nhl hockey you don't bet on hockey play basketball you don't bet on basketball you don't bet on the sport
1: that you're involved with that and I think, i'll add i'll add you don't do it at the facility you don't do it on the plane you don't do it at the airport you don't do it at, it's not with it, green eggs the, and ham i sam
0: i am i get yeah, you just don't do that it's just it's common sense, right?
1: Well, it's common until it makes sense. Yeah. But it the thing about all of this, and you touched on it with Jared Bell, who's a longtime NFL writer with USA Today. He's on, I believe he's on the Hall of Fame selection committee. he He's a longtime, very respected, hence why Sean Payton did an interview with him. The thing, and I said this, on Monday when it was announced. The policy isn't that difficult to comprehend. The problem is, with everything in the NFL, and you mentioned it, Sean Payton touched on this in his interview, is that everything the NFL does makes it more difficult than it needs to be. This is the league, after all, that cannot define a catch. Still cannot define a catch. The simplest thing to do in your game, the NFL cannot do. So, of course, they're not going to be able to have an easy-to-understand, non-convoluted gambling policy. And this is what Sean Payton did. He instructed Mark Thews, the team's vice president of football operations and compliance, as Jared Bell says in his story, to provide a streamlined version of the policy that he presented to the players and the team's staff. And Payton told the players, you can't bet on NFL football ever, ever, ever. I don't give an expletive what it is. The other thing is, it's the same as the gun policy. You can't bet on nothing if you're at the at your facility, your hotel, your airplane. So wherever you can't carry a gun, you can't place a bet. You know what I do have to say? It's
0: a straight It was a strange analogy. I didn't like the analogy. I, I don't think that hit home uh, with people the way he thought it would. Uh, and and he was talking about NFL policy, right? He's not the talking about
1: gun policy. Right. The NFL not, gun policy, not the Second Amendment, not right. exactly whatever. Now, I it's think the people, NFL's
0: policy, exactly. And I wanted to make sure we we touched on that, just because it it's not about. I, some people make may sort of twist that into some sort of political statement or whatever. It wasn't. It was simply here is the NFL gun policy. This is our gun policy. This is our gambling policy. They are essentially the same, and. He's, they are right, he's right about that, but it was just a very confusing way to say that. And if you don't understand what he's talking about, then you might get confused as to why he's bringing that up. So it, it was a goofy way to, to make an analogy, but the point sticks that when you are on a team for the National Football League, any franchise, you just don't gamble – when you're anywhere around any team activities you that's just what you do now the interesting point that he he brought up that makes this sort of a, a murky situation is and i've got my phone sitting right next to me i guarantee you've got your phone sitting right next to you all of those apps are at our fingertips at all times even when we're on the on airplane or at the facility or at practice or whatever it may be we've got it all with us and so the temptation is with us everywhere we go. For me, that doesn't matter. There's no rules for me about placing a bet on a, a National F- Football League game or a single-game parlay on a baseball game or whatever it is that I might do. I haven't done a single-game parlay once this season. I should really get into that. But I, it it is different for these NFL players. Now, that is something that creates a murky atmosphere. The other problem that I see that is fairly obvious, but of course it isn't going to be something that's taken into account. The business deals, the economics of it, the NFL has tied itself to DraftKings and FanDuel and MGM and and Caesar, and all these places that do online gambling. The NFL has franchises that have deals with them. The Denver Broncos have a a deal with his FanDuel, right? Or is it DraftKings? I can't remember. FanDuel, BetMGM, and BetFerr. I I mean, that's, that's three different... Online casinos that do sports betting that the Broncos have deals with, but the players cannot benefit from and cannot use. It is hypocrisy at the highest level. We're going to promote this thing that we believe is going to make us a ton of money, but you're not allowed to use it. And I know that you, you you can make the argument that the collective bargaining agreement will include uh, gambling revenue and, and the revenue from these business deals and whatnot. But it sends a mixed message to your employees. We're going to do business with these people, but you're not allowed to do business with them. Well, that gets very confusing. And the hypocrisy of it is and always was going to be the issue that popped up when professional sports in America started to get in bed with these gambling websites. We saw it in Europe. We saw it with uh, Serie A in Italy. We see gambling issues in Europe with all of the different gambling institutions that these European soccer clubs or football clubs, if you will, uh, are in bed with, and it causes problems there sometimes. Same thing here, and we're going to continue to see it. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have sports betting. I love it. It's so much fun, and I'm not saying it should go away, but it creates an atmosphere where these kinds of problems will pop
1: up. And this brings about the issue of responsible gambling. And I think it's imperative that we have this conversation before athletes and students even get into college, at least in college, but at the very least started in high school. It's no different than sex and drugs and not to rocket it. You can throw in You'd rock say and roll. It. Come on. You can say but, it, <laughs> but have the conversation. It's important to have this conversation. Now that it's legalized, you mentioned Europe. Gambling has been legalized in Europe for uh, centuries. Yeah, but have major issues. You, uh, the English premier league is looking at completely banning any sponsorships with sports betting companies in England and the UK. So this is becoming an issue. And it, it, what I'm doing with my job is keeping an eye on what's happening in Europe, because eventually North America and Canada is going to play catch up. Canada, I think is a little bit better off, I think, but it depends on the market. It depends on the state. Ohio and Massachusetts are currently leading the way in responsible gambling and the way that they're going about it. Pennsylvania is really good. New Jersey, New Jersey, is up there, but you're going to continue to play catch-up. So it's important to have this conversation at least in college, but maybe before that. And I think you touched on this before we started recording. Sean Payton also talked about, well, what do we do with the players? What sort of education are we giving them when we just boot them away and we're not allowed to talk to them for a year? Do we want to give them a second chance? Do we want to help them? Because I think that's what's important in situations like this. There's no doubt he he knows he made a mistake, hopefully. But what grow help the team grow and learn. Because the policy is really convoluted because it's the NFL and you can't spell it hypocrisy without the NFL and I know there's no NFL and hypocrisy but the two are they go together like peanut butter and jelly lack peas and carrots I, I just to to me it's about education and it's how do they grow this how do they help the, the the players the coaches the organizations learn and I mean the policy really isn't that convoluted you can't bet on the NFL ever you can't bet on anything at the facility, on the plane, at the hotel, anything that's a team organized event, you can't bet. Period. Have some self restraint. If you want to put your bet, wait till you're at home. Yes, I mean, and, and that is the the policy, and I and I agree
0: with you. It's maybe not as convoluted uh, as Sean Payton made it seem. I do think that there is an aspect of it where um, it's it's not about whether or not it's. Easy to understand. It's about the way that it's presented, and you brought up a really interesting yeah, exactly. point. I thought about the education of it all, and where do you start talking about this? And my my mind sort of went to the NILs, right the 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 name and licensing stuff that you start you're starting to see with the NCAA name image like name name image and likeness. Those players, those college players, are going to start to see dollars flow into their pockets. What do they do with them? What kinds of deals can they, can they get? I I'm sure that there are rules around uh, who they can be endorsed by. Like I'm, I'm going to bet. And I just just love, love that. I'm going to do this, but I'm going to bet that they're not allowed to have endorsement deals with uh, online gaming sites and casinos and things like that. But I could be wrong. And so college, these college athletes, these are the ones who you need to grab and you need to go over these policies and they need to understand them. And, and what we also have to understand, and this is something that I think is fairly obvious, you're going to have players who make mistakes because they're stupid because of how young they are. And some, I guarantee someone's listening to this going, well, they're men, right? They're adults. They're over 18. They, they should know how to make good decisions. Do you know how many times I screwed up in life and, and am over 18? I'm, I've been over 18 for most of my life now. And I've made more mistakes at over 18 than I did at under 18. Because that's just what happens. You still screw up. So do we really expect perfection? And I'm not saying that we should just forgive and forget. That is not what this is about. But it is about the idea of you have a kid who made a mistake. And I'm going to call him a kid because to me, he's a kid. So you have a kid who made a mistake. He screwed up. We all know he screwed up. So what should the NFL do to ensure this doesn't happen anymore? Well, the NFL is a factory that churns out players, and it doesn't really matter what happens to them in their lives after they're gone. And you know someone's going to replace the kid that gets kicked out. There's always somebody waiting in the wings. That's just the way that it is. To me, that's a lack of responsibility on the NFL's part, where what they should be doing is saying, you can't play for a year, but you are required to maintain contact with the team, to go to the team for workouts and practices, to be on the practice squad, to like make it so that they are uh, a part of the franchise and a part of the NFL and put them through the paces of learning how they can do better, how they can not make the same mistakes moving forward instead of just bad, go away. We'll see you in a year. Well, who, who does that help? Who, who really is that going to help? Probably not a 22, 23, 24-year-old kid who's just going to go make more mistakes because that's what 24-year-old kids do that don't have a lot going on. So you're actually not helping anybody. But the NFL doesn't care about that because the Broncos already have a replacement. What They may not know who it is yet, but there's somebody there that they can plug in that will take the place of, right, versus – having to actually scramble to figure it out. It's not like, you know, Russell
1: Wilson got popped for gambling. What I would like to see happen is the players. And there were numerous Detroit lions. There's obviously uh, a Ruzarike. There's all sorts. There's Calvin Ridley, who I believe was the first when he was with the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have them go for and pay, have them go. Go forth and pay it forward. Do some responsible gambling messaging. Do some responsible gambling instruction at local colleges. Go to have him go to CU, have him go to CSU. Have him take part in promoting responsible gambling. Yeah. Take his his, 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 take his who uh, player and have him promote responsible gambling. And I would like to see the teams sp- partner with the local affiliates for response the state that go, whether it's with, whether it's the, the local versions of the national council on problem gambling, they have local affiliates spread throughout the country in different states and different markets have the nfl teams invest in that and instead of having the nfl do a broad partnership with the national council on problem gambling have every 30 all 32 teams do it and then when players get busted pay it forward and promote responsible gambling